The first section of Psalms has been called the Genesis Psalms. They help us to realize that every good thing begins with God. The Psalms provide a roadmap for the journey ahead. In them, we learn to bring every emotion and experience of life into the presence of God. Join Scott Pauley now as we study God's Word together. Most of the songs that we sing and most of the hymns in our hymn book were born out of great struggle, great stress and strain. Somebody went through the valley and that's where God gave them the song. Someone went through the nighttime hours and that's where the Lord met them and gave them that song. Well, Psalm 28 is one of those. Spurgeon calls it one of God's songs in the night. David wrote it under inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and though we don't know exactly when he wrote it, it's obvious he's under it. He is under some great pressure in his life when he writes, Unto thee will I cry, O Lord my rock, be not silent to me, lest if thou be silent to me I become like them that go down into the pit. I noticed just today as I meditated on this verse the difference between the rock and the pit. I wonder, where are you living today? Are you living on the rock or are you living in the pits? He says, I don't want to be like those that go down into the pit. How do you keep from that? Well, you have to run to the rock. You have to hide in the rock. You have to get on the rock that is higher than you. That's the only hope. That's the only strength. He cries out in verse 2, Hear the voice of my supplications when I cry unto thee, when I lift up my hands toward thy holy oracle. Draw me not away with the wicked, with the workers of iniquity which speak peace to their neighbors, but mischief is in their hearts. Give them according to their deeds and according to the wickedness of their endeavors. Give them after the work of their hands. Render to them their desert, because they regard not the works of the Lord, nor the operation of His hands. He shall destroy them and not build them up. Blessed be the Lord, because He hath heard the voice of my supplications. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in Him, and I'm helped. Therefore my heart greatly rejoiceth, and with my song will I praise Him. The Lord is their strength, and He is the saving strength of His anointed. Save Thy people, and bless Thine inheritance. Feed them also, and lift them up forever. Do you sense a, a change here from the first verse to the last? Do you see how it moves from a sigh to a song? Do you see how the psalm begins with a groan, but it seems to end with great glory? How does that happen? Well, there's a moment in this prayer when David gets his eyes totally on the Lord. In the first two verses, he's pouring out the petition of his heart. He's laying out before the Lord where he is. He's talking about uh, the groan of his soul. And then in verses 3 through 5, He's praying about the enemies around him. So now he's looked within, now he's looked around. He's praying against the enemies. But when he comes to verse 6, something changes in his prayer. He says, blessed be the Lord. And do you see how now instead of looking within or looking around, he looks up. You know, there's a, a temptation in our prayers first to be so introspective where we're just looking at ourselves and talking about ourselves and very self-centered even in our prayers. And then there's a temptation in our prayers to simply talk 
to God about others, all those around us, and what they're not doing right, and what they've done against us. But the victory comes when your prayer becomes praise. I've said it many times, but old Lester Roloff said, sometimes you can praise your way through things you can't pray your way through. What do they mean by that? Well, there comes a moment in your prayer where you stop just groaning and you start looking to the Lord. You get a glimpse of the glory of God. You start blessing Him. And when you do that, it's not that your circumstances have changed. It is not that the enemies have changed, but rather your perspective has changed. You have your eyes entirely on the Lord. And that's how the closing verses of this psalm, verses 6, 7, 8, and 9, have such great joy and jubilation and celebration. It almost sounds like a different man. It sounds like a different prayer. But that's what God does. He takes this great struggle and He makes a song out of it. Uh, the old writers used to say that it was the thorn at the breast of the little nightingale that made it sing. That's an interesting expression. It's a way of simply saying that sometimes God takes the hard things in life, the sharp things, the, the uncomfortable, difficult things in your life, and that's the very thing that prods the song. It's the very thing that provokes you to worship. It's the very thing that pushes out the greatest glory to our God. So let's concentrate on the closing of Psalm 28. He says in verse 6, Blessed be the Lord, because He hath heard the voice of my supplications. So could we start here? Would you just bless the Lord today because God has heard your prayer? He has heard your prayer. Maybe you've not seen the answer yet, but you can rest in this. God has heard your prayer. Maybe you haven't heard back from heaven yet, but just rest in this. God has heard your prayer. Bless the Lord. Then in verse 7, he says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. Do you see? There is this inner strength and then there is this outer shield. So God's going to give you on the inside what you need and God's going to take care of everything on the outside. He says in verse 7 again, My heart trusted in Him and I'm helped. Therefore my heart greatly rejoiceth and with my song will I praise Him. Friend, you can find help when you start trusting in Him. You'll find your hope and your joy and your song again, your song in the night, when you exercise faith in God. You don't just trust Him for heaven. You've got to trust Him for here. Why is it that we can believe the Lord to keep us out of hell, but we can't believe Him to take care of what we're dealing with today? David said, no, I must trust Him. My heart must trust Him right where I am. Remember, the just shall live by his faith. Faith is not an event, it's a way of life. It's not a decision, it's every day. And so, if you want the help you need, exercise faith in God. Then he says in verse 8, there's a real shift here. The Lord is their strength. Wait a minute. thought he was dealing about his problems. He is, but now God's turned it inside out. You see, God will move you from introspection to intercession. God will move you from simply talking to God about your situation to bearing the needs of others. Remember, God turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. So now he's praying around him for God's blessing on others. And he says, the Lord is their strength and he's the saving strength of his anointed. Did you notice this? In verse 7, he says, the Lord is my strength. But in verse 8, he says, the Lord is their strength. Did you know it may be that the nighttime hour you're going through, the valley you're going through, the burden you're under is actually not even just for you, it's for someone else. Paul said it this way. He said, We comfort them who are in any trouble with the same comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. It's no comfort to say to somebody, I've been through that. That's no comfort. That's just identifying with them. The comfort comes 
When you can say to them, I've been through difficulty and God met me there. I've been through great struggle, but God was my strength and He's going to be your strength. Maybe that's the message God's bringing out of your mess today. And maybe that is the truth God's trying not only to give to you, He's going to send through you to someone else. And so he ends Psalm 28 with a prayer for others. Save thy people and bless thine inheritance. Feed them also and lift them up forever. Isn't it interesting? The psalm begins with him praying, Dear Lord, I don't want to go down into the pit. But it ends with him praying that God will lift up others. I think there's a great secret in this. The way to stay on the rock and the way to stay right and upright and not to slide is to keep your eyes on the Lord and to pray not just for yourself, but to pray for the needs of others. I hear a note of Christ's intercession for us in Psalm 28, praying for us. Oh, friend, He is praying for you today. Would you join Him in that prayer meeting and begin to pray for others? God's going to help you. God's going to bring you through what you're going through at this moment, and God is going to give you a song in the night. Thank you for studying the Psalms with us. It is our sincere hope that you will spend time in God's Word today, finding divine direction and real encouragement for the road ahead. Visit scottpauley.org to download your free copy of a ready reference of the Psalms, along with other helpful resources for your Christian life. We would love to hear from you, and we look forward to having you with us again on the next Enjoying the Journey.